back. Episode three, Peter Spice Show. <laughs> you've had episode two, you've had episode 2.5. We're in the wrong order, but... But that's how we do things. Yeah, so we're now here. Episode three. Um, how are you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, we're recording weirdly on a Monday night. Yeah, very off, very off schedule. We've got, we've got busy lives, though, haven't we, Chris? So sometimes... I mean, someone has. I don't. <laughs> when you're podcasters like us, you've just got to... You've got, to, you've got to record when you can. Oh, so I, I basically the guy who does the editing and then you got the guy who is gallivanting over yeah. Europe. Is that I, what come, it is, yeah? I come to your house, <laughs> sit on your sofa, drink your water. And that water is pure Brita filtered water, that is. <laughs> the finest of all waters. Yeah, not slumming it. Um, but yeah, so it's a, a bit different, bit different this episode today. Not the usual the usual schedule. Um, start of the year, it's a bit slow in new music anyway. So this is the... The one and only. I think this is the, the 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 one you've been waiting for out of all the reviews. This is the the review of twenty nineteen. Yeah, never mind Pitchfork and their top fifty bullshit, or consequence of sound or enemy if they're still even a publication at the moment. I don't even know anymore. No, this is the real. This is what they call the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And it's only only proper if it rhymes. So you know. And it does. I wasn't going to rhyme after that. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is, well, it, kind of our own individual one. And then the Peter Spice show as a whole, you know, the the media institution that we are, um, the podcasts. The pioneers. Yeah, the podcast top 10 overall. So we're thinking top albums of 2019, top songs, singles of 2019. There's some shit that's been going on in 2019. If we can remember it. If we can remember it. Uh, if we, we can get to that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. And just looking back with fond memories of 2019. Oh, a, a, a beautiful year. Yeah. How was your 2019? It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Same as any other year. Yeah. How about you? I had a good 2019, actually. Um, what was your highlight of 2019? My highlight of 2019. Starting this podcast, Chris. What? Right well, at the end of twenty nineteen, yeah, <laughs> and it was it was, uh, you know, a, a a beautiful way to to cap the year off. Right, okay, um, and what about you? <laughs> anything else? See if we record. We're just making sure it's all recording. So I'll, <laughs> I'll edit this bit out, so don't worry. Um, future Chris, edit out. Cool. Um, well. I suppose in terms of, yeah, this this is a highlight. I suppose of twenty nineteen. There we go. Um, we've got a joint highlight. So the Peter Spice Show highlight of twenty nineteen is Peter is the Peter Spice Show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, as I don't I'm, know. As I'm sure the listeners at home, listeners plural. How do you know that at home? They could be walking about. Yeah. They could be. They could be driving. Sure. Watch out for that cheap. <laughs> that sort of thing, right? <laughs> You know, we we don't know what's going on. We but can just assume. Wherever people are, uh, not in Canada. Oh yeah, well, we still got a war in Canada. Canada. But I'm sure this was one of their hearts, 2019. So yeah, everyone apart from a Canuck, we'll uh, we 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 we've won them over. The war of Canada versus a house in Leeds. Yeah, <laughs> we've got we've also got a uh, a, a battle against. Uh, EDM DJ, I think I'm. I think this is right. Uh, I think it's. Did you say Cedric Gervais? Cedric Cedric Gervais. There you go. 
I think he may be related to Ricky Gervais. Yeah. There was he had a maybe big, that's why he had a big song called Molly. I mean, maybe uh, maybe it was talking about this. We'll get another copyright claim. I, hope, I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> and Cedric seemed to think that we we used part of his song in the last podcast in episode two, uh, and and tried to take us down from the internet. I mean, if you don't know, you know, long term listeners, aka Don. We don't play music in our podcast, so somehow, maybe because we've got, maybe we're so, I don't know, we were trained singers without realising. <laughs> our voices are just so, so pitch perfect yep. that it can be copyright claimed. Basically, yeah. So we're on, we're now on episode three and we've already had three separate copyright, copyright <laughs> issues. Uh, one of which got us banned from Canada. One of which, you know has started a feud now with Cedric Gervais yeah he, he's on that list with, with, with yeah. all the Canucks yeah. I wonder if he's what if he's Canadian do we even check if he's Canadian could be actually I don't, I've not checked that uh, if he's Canadian he's we'll get back to you on definitely that. Episode, episode 4 will be a review of our copyright issues yeah <laughs> and where and where we're banned um, but yeah so what are we are we jumping straight in yeah, let's go. Let's go straight into it. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. So, with we're, we're thinking, album wise, we've got kind of a top ten each. I've also got some some honorable mentions I want to shout out. So it's basically a top twenty, but you know, I'll just I'll just I'll just skim through the 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 first ten, uh, and then we've come to some kind of scientific agreement on the shared top ten. You know when uh, like they taught you Pythagoras theory, and algebra. Yes, that's what we've used. Yeah. In, in the fact that when I say we've used it, we haven't used it or yep. we've just come with some sort of understanding. Well, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. C squared being the Peter Spice top 10. Yeah. And then we've done 10 top 10 songs of the year as well, 2019, um, which you can find on your favourite music streaming platforms episode playlist links in the description so listen to them yeah because they're good fucking playlists and I expertly craft them yeah when I thought we'd give them handcrafted handcrafted every every week blood yeah emanates from my fingertips every single time but you know uh, any other uh, before we get started any any other formalities uh, shout out Gilbert as always for the intro outro that guy. intro slash outro <laughs> Um, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you can be ordered. Do that. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all of the above. No one else. Not yet. We'll keep you up with David. I mean, um, if you want to diverse, might, might get a TikTok soon. Actually, I'm thinking TikTok's hot right now. Well, that'll be your baby, mate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. TikTok to be confirmed. We'll get we'll get back to that one. Um, so yeah, kick, kicking off, I'll I'll run through my honourable mentions to begin with. Yeah, I'll do the same as well. Um, and then and because we'll 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 skip through these and then we'll get we'll get into detail about as, as top ones. Um, now this here, I'm not I'm not one for kind of you know kind of having favourites and and an ordering stuff. So this is just yeah maybe 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 we need to clarify that for any new people i thought it's been, it's been clarified so this is this is just alphabetical <laughs> by artist okay. name um 
what's, yeah. what's, what, what's it called then? So, just quickly, we'll quickly run through these ones. Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Actually a banging... That was our last year. Banging pop album, yep. Sweetener was 2018. Thank you, next, uh, 2019. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And thank you, next is just a really solid album. Yeah, good album. I've actually gone Billie Eilish. Wow, I never, I never listened to it. When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Again, really good to say, you know, oh, Sony Watt. And where does Billy go? I've to listen to the album, Chris. Ah, okay. Say she's only what, 17... Can't, can't, bury, can't bury the lead. <laughs> say she's only like 17, 18, whatever she is now. You know, it's... Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind she of... Got, a... She's got the potential to be superstar, but still have a good quality album. Possibly, yeah, because it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a pop album, really, but it's quite, you know, it's pretty edgy. It's got its own got its own thing going on. <laughs> I've actually gone um when we talked about last episode, Black Midi, Schlagenheim. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. So you did go back I'd, to it then? Yeah, I don't know if that is, you know, enough for top ten. Kind of what we were saying last time. It's one that you you've got to be, I feel like in the right mood to sit down and listen to it. Yeah, but I, I, I've I've not gone back to it. It's a very good album. Uh Danny Brown, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and Danny Brown's album's great. It is. It's not it in is. my top ten, but it's a yeah, great album. It's a top ten. Um, I've also gone Dorian Electra, flamboyant. Who? Dorian Electra. She's a. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, give that give give that a listen. So what so what sort of what's that then? Kind of, kind of synthy poppy, electronic pop, experimental pop stuff. Really pop. good. <laughs> yep. Stuff pop. Yeah. Uh, I've gone FK Twigs, Magdalene as well. Really good album. Malibu Ken, Malibu Ken, Aesop Rock. And tobacco, just we will talk about that more. Well, we talk about some of these. Before we go uh, I've also gone. Um, you were actually mentioning uh, Japanese pop last last time. Ja- Japanese punk punk album from Otoboke Beaver called Itakoma Hits. Is that oh you? I never listened to it. You, yeah. I remember you giving that to me. I never, never got round to it. That is, it is yeah yeah yeah. Again, I mean you know not really understanding much of what's being. We get the said, vibe, but though, yeah. you know. Okay, great yeah, tracks on definitely there. Definitely check that out. Uh, I've actually got Megan the Stallion, Fe- Megan the Stallion, Fever. Just yeah, bangers, banger after banger after banger. She knows how to craft a good yeah. song. So you can and she can rap. So pretty much listen to any song in there, and it's a banger. And Where's Blood, Titanic Rising. Ah, oh, was on my list. Of, my yeah. list yeah. Also, very good. Very good album. So those are, you know, they're up there, but not not quite enough for my for my top ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, some some of those we'll go into a bit more about. So I say, I'll give you five of mine. We'll discuss. Five of mine. <laughs> you give me five of yours. We'll discuss. <laughs> All right. And then we'll we'll go backwards and forwards. So this is I'm gonna actually go back into the alphabet here first of all, and this is again alphabetical by eye. <laughs> so I'm gonna go backwards. Um, tell the creator, Igor. Slow tie. Nothing great about Britain. Michael Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Lizzo, because I love you. And Little Sims, grey area. Those are f- first five of my top ten. Um, I just think they're all very, very great albums. Um, i trying to think what actually came out. Was it Little Sims that came out earlier? Uh, I think it was around Little April. Sims were pretty early in the, in the year, wasn't it? April, March, and maybe May. I don't know, I think that one. The the last album, the Wonderland album, was it was good and I liked the you know, the concepts behind it, but 
just thought there were some tracks on there that that, that didn't hit as hard as they could do. Is it because they had too many songs? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's how I felt with that album. Because the thing is with Little Sims, she's always been consistently good on a song. Mm-hmm. Like, the songs are not are not bad. I think it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. Maybe not all of them have hit with the way, the way she probably wants it to be. But I think, I mean, I mean I'll, I'll say Little Sims is on mine. It's number seven on mine. Um, so, yeah, I, I have an actual top ten. You know, not a... A curious ten. <laughs> Chris's is ordered by how by by how how much he likes him, not the name of the artist. Yeah, mine mine's listed into the this is this is. Well, take right. Okay, you give me your my, your your I'll go to bottom five, bottom and then five. we'll and then we'll discuss. Because okay, Little Sims is on there, obviously. So we've got um, Slow Tight as well. Nothing great about Britain. We got the aforementioned Ace of Rock and Tobacco, aka Malibu, Malibu Ken, the album Malibu Ken. Also, FKA Twigs, Magdalene, and then we've got Little Sims, Grey Area, and then round off at number six, Land Ray. So, number six, Land Ray, Norman fucking Rockwell, seven, Little Sims, Grey Area, eight, FKA Twigs, Magdalene, nine, Ace at Rock and Tobacco, Malibu Ken, Malibu Ken, and ten, Slow Tie, Nothing Great About Britain. There you go. So, that's your five, ten through, through yeah. six. But I suppose we'll talk about Little Sims still. So you were saying that obviously before the guy cat I can't remember what it I think it wasn't it's was like Wonderland or something I want it stillness in Wonderland something along those lines yeah because the, the the album before that was also the same sort of concept wasn't it yeah yes. yeah um, yeah you were saying that you know this one is maybe a little bit more special in in terms of what what she's done previously yeah it's less you know of overall one continuing concept story through the album yeah but. You know, each track is, you know, has its own story behind it. And I think pretty much all the tracks are just, you know, great. She's great on all the tracks, I think, as well. Um, I think probably some of the best songs are on the album as well. And yeah. Just overall, just solid. Yeah, I, th- I, I agree. That's why it's number seven for me. Like, it's uh, got a really good direction. It's... um. I think she definitely spent a lot more time in the studio to kind of make sure she's crafting an actual album. But is I don't know that maybe she I don't know whether she I felt like with this one she she's had the idea of going okay well, I'm gonna just draw it back a little bit, not give you too much, uh, and then and actually, sometimes less is more. I agree. Maybe not to the extent what what Kanye West was trying to do last year or so. <laughs> But I completely agree. I think I think every single bops, every you know, every bar that she you know is, is well crafted. I think she's someone who's who I think I think we said was it in the in the grime one or or the one before in episode two. Like she's just very very underrated, and she's not got enough exposure because maybe because she's a girl. I don't know. Um, I I I hope that's not the case. But she needs to have a lot more. Um, lot more attention to put towards her because i think we've got we've got a really special artist there i think she can she's only what she's only what in mid-20s or something like that uh i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's only she's only going to get better um in my opinion because that, that's exactly what's happened when you look at the growth from the first album to now she she can almost do it in her sleep yeah, yeah. and i mean so we sticking with like uk arts i guess we both mentioned uh slow tie nothing yeah. great about britain 
Um, Reinhardt minor number 10. Yep, yep. Both at Seaslow tie in Newcastle in October, were it, I think? Yeah, I think it was actually, yeah. yeah. Um, like, that sounds right. And that was a phenomenal yeah, kick. Yeah, very good. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's quite a, not like a refreshing album, but it's, it's not really like that kind of UK hip hop. So the 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 stories behind the tracks it is something that's quite refreshing. Yeah, because he's got this unique sort of style of how he raps, and he's very. I I remember the first hearing him. I think it was even. I think actually it was the morning after uh, New Year, uh, not New Year's Day, um, morning of a uh, record store day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it was because uh, we'd all been partying out, and I think yourself and and Matt said it mine. And, he, and Matt put tea and biscuits on, I think it was. Was it tea and biscuits? Or... Well, you were going to see Dave. Yeah, we were going to see Dave and that, that I was night. supporting. Yeah. yeah. And so he put that on there. So, yeah, so I saw him twice in last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as soon as I heard him, it was like what you remember when I first remember hearing Dizzy. Because he has just got that style of like how his, his vernacular kind of works around the sort of tracks and... And I think he can come across, and maybe it might sound sometimes that you know he's, he, you know he's dumb or all the kind of very simple lyrics, but they're actually they're not. They're actually quite quite well crafted, and how they all conjoin each other to each sort of you know, um, each sort of you know, uh, line. But the thing is, what I what I also felt like when I more thought about it as well. This is appeared in my head now. Um, have you ever listened to Skinny Man's Council State of Mind? Nope. It's a bit like that because that's basically what the whole concept is. What nothing great about Britain. It is literally this is from Northampton. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so he's from Northampton, obviously, and he's grown up, you know, with in a, in a sort of you know low, low, low class to maybe not well, probably not even middle class really, maybe, but maybe around that sort of sort of stylings, and that's kind of how his experience is from his friends of of, of a diverse nature as well as himself. How he views the government. It's all layered in that sort of way, and I think you know it showed when he, when he um did the whole uh, Boris thing. Can't remember what what was that? What Mercury Awards. Uh, was that? yeah, 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 yeah. I God, think my memory's over. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's that's why it's it's an important album. It's what I mean in terms of what my list is. It's the third best UK hip hop album that came out. Um, Little Sims being the second one. Um. But I think it's definitely worthy attention, especially especially if you you know you want to have someone who's a little bit different, because he's not a grime rapper. He didn't, didn't you know, he he can rap at that at that one forty BPM, but he's not. He he does his own sort of style, and that's and that's just kind of how it is. And he owns that style, and I think that's I think that's really cool. I think it's quite rewarding. And again, like you said, very very refreshing. It's someone who's young, and he's doing something different to what is actually everyone else is making sort of the hits he's doing something a little bit different that's still kind of knocking is it because he's got a fairer skin colour maybe I don't know yeah maybe that's why resonates you can can see him getting away with stuff more I feel like if there were other artists (laughs) who were saying or doing similar stuff to him you know imagine like a Dave doing it you can imagine the reception might get might get a well, bit, bit more attention. We'll, we'll go to that when shall I get to that point. Say, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, as well to say it's a you know debut album as well. 
Yeah, I think super strong. Yeah, yeah, super strong album. Um, so ones that I've got that you haven't got, uh, Igor, Tyler. Um, I think I think when Flower Boy came out, and you know, I think we are gonna do a decade a decade in review at some point. Yeah, that's definitely on the cards. That's that's coming up. Um, that was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Flower Boy was one of my top albums that year, and I, th- I think when I first listened to Igor, because it is you know, quite not completely different to it because there are elements that do carry over. But it it sort of took me a bit to get used to it. But I think now I have listened to it for six months, whatever. I think I do I think I actually prefer it to Flower Boy. Oh really? Yeah. Um and Slow Slow Tales on that as well, he's like some focus on that. Uh yeah. On See the Light, I think it is. Yeah. Um but just I just like that it's basically Tyler just doing whatever he wants to do and not really caring about what some fans or whoever might want him to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's a solid album. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an artist that I'll always check check out ever since Odd Future because um, you could always see the talent there no matter what. And I think you know, he's got the... the, the the voice that can you know cut through steel <laughs> sometimes because of that I know how how is uh how um deep his voice is but like and that's why people like him like him when he's rapping because he's you know he can, he can cut through and you can really hear what he's saying but the kids are super 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 talented and he's still showing that case as well I mean I Flower Boy and Igor as well I both liked the albums I just never ever got into them as much and maybe I didn't give them enough time to do so I preferred Igor over the flower boy anyway um maybe because it's more the direction that i kind of wanted but i don't know it's kind of strange really with tyler because my favorite album of his for a long long time has been wolf mm-hmm. i think because that's his most rappy album that he does and I'm, maybe because i'm just more into that than that's the case because that's you know when you listen to bastard which was well, like, like the 15th or 10th anniversary of the day or something like that uh, like, possibly yeah. yeah yeah and um listen to goblin like it's he's when he got to wolf like he just had already like really kind of evolved as a as a rapper and it was so much better even though also those albums or the or that mix if you want to say for bastard was bad they, they were all and he, he had great vocal performances on there but i think wolf was just that that turning point where it was like wow he can actually rap it and he, i mean the the funk the funk flex freestyle if you're not already know about that that's hilarious and it shows he can rap as well and he can mm-hmm. do it off the top of off the top of the dome in a way so I think I think Ego is 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 really, it's a really good album for someone who's wants to kind of understand a different sort of all different sort of um, different sort of concepts within like hip hop I suppose because he, he's got so many different sort of styles that he can and he's, he's and he's crafting in a very very good album like I said I'm not saying like I probably if I listened to a lot more I probably would be in my top ten but I don't know if it would be or not. But I like the fact that he has his freedom now where he wants to do whatever he wants to do. And I don't think, I don't really see him falling off. I think he's always going to have a really good metric in terms of what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. People are not going to hate it. People are going to like it. People have opinions. That's that's just a fact of life. So I think, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a solid album. And I, I, I can understand why it's on your list. But yeah, so then rap, just capping off those, my, my first five there, um, the Michael Kiwanuka album which only came out 
couple of months ago, probably November, I think, something like that. So it's not been out for yeah, too maybe long. Actually, yeah. Um but just that's just a really again, just a really solid album. This album I really wanted to listen to. Yeah. I just never got around to yeah. it. I've been a massive fan of his since I saw him live. God, what are we what year are we in now? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So I was with my ex. I wasn't with her at that point. So was that eight years ago? <laughs> so I've known about him for a long time. I think, he, and the Stave supported him, mm-hmm. and they were really cool as well. So like, I've always been interested. I, I liked the album previously. Yeah. The big like eight minute track. I've probably listened to that about a bazillion times when that came out. Um, for whatever reason, I just never got around to it, and it's something that kind of I will I will get around to it during this sort of quiet month. I'll be getting around to it, but. Yeah, and similarly kind of what I've been saying with stuff before, like all the songs have really kind of great messages behind them when you properly listen to them. Um, some of them, again, are just really great songs. There's, I mean, there's a few bits in the album where there's a few interludes, things like that, which, you know, don't necessarily add a lot to the album, but I don't really take away from it either. Um, yeah. Not the rest of the album is still, you know, stands up on it on its own really and yeah i think it's one of those where because it came out later in the year sometimes you do tend to miss stuff later on don't you you don't have enough time you don't have as well much time i had such a backlog yeah i'm gonna just yeah. show you my backlog already it's like <laughs> it's almost like a hundred albums that i need to listen to but yeah that's see yeah if you haven't had if you if you haven't listened to that one then definitely uh give it a go and then the, the last one as well is uh lizzo because i love you and kind of talked about it on episode two how lizzo seems to get kind of shit. a lot of shit which a lot of it is kind of i don't know unnecessary well, yeah unwarranted really like um, you you could you know why people are doing it yeah. and there are underlying reasons oh, behind absolutely. it but um you know i just think it's just a really good album it's just like a fun album yeah that'll be on my honorable mentions yeah. i think it is, yeah. a, is, is a really good album i think i i really listened to it the other night knowing that we'll probably end up talking about this and it's like yeah I, I like it because I think it's just it's like I think it's how we're discussing about her anyway it's it's her it, her personality and how she does come across is all in that album like that is her if you if you if you like that album then don't like her that will literally make no sense at all yeah, yeah. she's just super comfortable in her own skin comfortable with sexuality and it's just a really just a fun album like you know I, I, I don't yeah again Maybe if I had more time with it, it might have been reached in my top my top ten. But um, no, definitely honourable mention because I, I I really like that album. A lot. Yeah, and I think that whilst the all the songs do have good good message behind them, if you're looking for something, you know, really cerebral and that you really need to think about to get the meaning of, that's not the album because it's it's a pop album pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And you know the songs are kind of tells you what it wants to tell you but if you go in knowing that and you're not expecting you know anything too lyrical miracle yeah it's just uh i don't know it's just a good time it's and good time. i mean we've probably seen it we've we've festivals and stuff been to this year i think probably seen like three times this year oh really um and every time she's just really really solid and good performer as well yeah yeah just uh should do top 10 2019 no, performers <laughs> top 10 lizzo appearances 2019 um but yeah great album 
So what the other albums I will have to mention then that are not on your fire list. So the next one will be my boy, my boy Aesop Rock and Tobacco under mm -hmm. the moniker of Malibu Ken. Yep. Kind of na narrowly missing out. I'd say out, out of my honourable mentions, that is that's one of the one of the top ones. And that's Aesop Rock. Not ASAP Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually listen to episode zero. I do mention that, don't yeah, I? Yeah, if you yeah. listen to the episode zero playlist, then you'll know. You would know you know, you know of Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock is just unbelievable. The most craziest like person to like I don't I don't know I don't know how he does his his lyrics. I don't know how he, he thinks of these things and this his vocabulary is just almost he is a dictionary. He's like almost, he's like, he's like a rapping dictionary. He just and it, but it's not like he's just saying big words or or he's he's intertwining words for like no reason to to make it make it rhyme. There's always like a weird sort of in a weird way like a riddle that like you kind of have to try to unravel the more and more you listen to it. And yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I well I probably can't decipher half this album. <laughs> most most of the fact time because the the crazy ass beats that Tobacco do. Have you heard of Tobacco before? Uh, so yeah, yeah. So you know what group he's in? So you know where he's come from? Not off the top of my head, Chris. Okay, now. Mastermind. <laughs> Somehow my memory does work in this whole way. So Black Moth Super Rainbow, if I remember correctly. That, right, right. That's, that's the group he's from. And they make weird shit. I'm not listening to any of their stuff for about probably like 10 years. But they make weird shit. So when I saw this was happening, because I knew... Aesop had done a really cool um, song for tobacco, one of tobacco sort of albums back in the day. I think I think actually LP might have been one of those songs or maybe someone like that. Uh, and it was a super cool song, super weird song, pretty much. It's, you could probably put that song on this album and it would be exactly mm -hmm. the same. So when I knew they were hooking up and it's going to be on Rhyme Says as well, I thought, this is going to be an absolute... Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing for me is that it's... It is, a bit like another album we'll speak about as well. It's you've got a rapper and a producer who, like you said, the the kind of off kilter beats with his lyrics. They just they mesh so yeah, mesh yeah, so perfectly. Yeah. I think because Aesop does produce, like you know, mm -hmm. I think he produced most of the last couple of albums like, of his solo albums. I think he produced most of them. And I think his beats his beats have always got a knock from like fans and stuff like that. I've always really liked these beats because they're all a bit raw and a bit weird. So when you've got someone who's like Tobacco who's kind of makes sort of weird electronic music and they go, right, we're going to make an album called Malibu Ken with the crazy artwork that there is. Um, and all the videos, have you seen the recent video of... Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Music videos, do you Yeah. Mean? I've, I've not seen any of them for the... Oh, you, you have to watch the music videos. Not that they make any more sense than, than what, <laughs> how, Ace is, how Ace is saying, but they are... They are trippy. If you thought the the beats are trippy, that is these are. I'm like, what is going on? I think one of them is where a piece of mold becomes sentient for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll give, it a, we'll give it a go. Okay. We'll give it a but go. yeah, Aesop Rock uh, and Tobacco the, under the name Mal uh, Malibu Ken. Definitely check that out. It's just yeah. If you want, if you want an alternative rap, that's literally how I could define it. Yeah. It's different than anything else. Above that, so that was number nine in my list. So number eight, which we have not mentioned, but you have mentioned in your honourable mentions, FK Twigs, Magdalene. Great album. Yep. yep. I don't even know what else I can really say, because it's like, 
it's like I, LP one was so good in such a again a, I think I just like weird stuff. I like weird or or depressive stuff. I think that's what I've realised <laughs> in a, in sort of music. Um, yeah, it's just she's got such a way of how to use her her voice on songs, and then the lyrics can be very very sort of. You, you probably don't. You probably maybe have like a a small notebook of of like words, but somehow she can stretch this out and make it sound so emotional and sort yeah, of yeah. give you that feeling like obviously the majority of it's about the breakup and dealing with that sort of stuff and you know and I think she's another one where like it's, we've been waiting for when did LP1 come out 2015 14 it's, yeah it's been good five years four, 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 yeah, and a half four years. five years from what I got so we've been waiting for something like this for happen for a long time she dropped a really cool EP in between that didn't she yeah when when it when it kind of first got announced and I think the the first single was the the track with future which i'm not that much of a fan of and and that i'm be a bit worried because it was like shit we've waited this long it's not all gonna be like this is it but then cellophane drops but thankfully yeah it's and not so that's what my it's, that's yeah. gonna be we'll talk about cellophane in the later about that when that when that drops and that's obviously the closer of the album as well it's pretty much what you've been listening to the entire time this is kind of how the album is and mm-hmm. it's like it's just got a great close and i think some really really interesting sort of vocal performances and I think it's like it's just it's weird how like it's how, how it can be really really sparse but then there's so much more density to it when you actually keep listening to it keep actually checking for more things I think it's an album like I think if you like if you think it's okay to begin with keep listening to it because then you end up liking it and liking it and liking it more and more um, and then next number six Lana Del Rey Skywalker oh uh, Norman, Norman fucking, Norman fucking Rockwell. Um, what can I say? I've been a fan of Lana. I remember when Lana released video games. Yep. And I would like to try and dig it out because somewhere over there. But I've got the um, seven inch vinyl before she became like super famous. You know, with like Bond design and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to be. Like, oh, I'm really edgy and cool. <laughs> um, no, I just remember hearing it. And it was like available on on vinyl, and I just bought it. And then next, like, I don't know, must have been about a month or so, she became the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've always been a fan of her. But again, she's got a, such a unique voice. It's that shoegazy sort of um, style where I, I don't know. I just love that. I think that, you know that's what we like like Beach House because I like that sort of dreamy sort of pop sounding sort of records. And she's got that perfect sort of delivery with her voice. But I think this album is probably, although it's not as probably hit after hit after hit like Born to Die was, and maybe that, e- that EP was kind of joined together after it, the Paradise Edition, whatever it was. And again, the other albums have been good as well. Those for Life last year or year before was pretty decent as well. It was very good, in fact. This album is like, this is what Lana can do. Yeah, I I think it's you the best know, album. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, like you said, still. You know, fan of the Born to Die the stuff since then. Some of it's been a bit hit and miss, I think, since then. But I think this is easily a, a best album. Yeah, I think lyrically. Yeah. Again, it's like much like you were saying about some of the other albums, that the messages are behind it. Um, I've always been a big fan of big, like, over five minute tracks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. her big over five minute tracks was what six, seven minutes. You know, um, which closes the album again. The closer I've chosen, uh, which should be on my list. 
that was when that song came out. I probably listened to that twenty times. Like I just couldn't. I was pretty much on my way to way to work when I'm walking. I'm always listening to that song at least once or twice every time. Yeah, yeah. it's just so good, and I think she's got such a great delivery as a kid. As I keep saying, and I think if you if anyone's a you know being an you know casual fan of Lana, this is the al- an album that you need to really listen to and really sit down with it and go from track one to track wherever it is, track 14 or wherever it is, and really get to grips with what it is because I think it's just really, really cool. And I think she, I think she's really, she's releasing like poetry, this a poetry album spoken, this year. Spoken, spoken word spoken stuff, word, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested to see what that's going to be like because she does, she does write pretty much all her own stuff. I know, yeah. you know, she does have someone else that helps her out and stuff like that maybe, but... You know that's another th- another great thing about her, and I think you know she wants to keep improving, but she also got all these great messages about, you know, being independent and being you know, against maybe power that shouldn't be there, all sort of stuff. It's like yeah, it's really really good. I yeah, really like and it's it's still um I've not mentioned it yet, but it is it's in my top ten as well. Um, just just kind of squeaked in, but yeah, again, just overall, it, it, just everything about it, I think the song the songwriting the the, you know the instrumental bits. It just all works really well together, and it's kind of like, like you say, it's, 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 it's in ways similar to stuff she's already done, but it's just like an evolution, kind of I mean. really finely tuned, and mm-hmm. like that's sort of like been sort of building towards. I suppose, it yeah, I suppose it's kind of what we've been we've been wanting for a while. Because like, do you remember like when Ultra Violence came out? And it was produced by the Black Keys guy. Uh, Dan Arbach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was an okay album but it just wasn't like yeah we thought oh my god it's, gonna have like, it's really cool sort of black key sort of style sort of you know instrumentation it's going to have her obviously with her amazing voice didn't didn't really pop at all there's a couple of good songs on there I think what was it was an album after that one was it, is Lust of Life after that I can't remember actually I think so I think so and then Lust of Life was a good album yeah, yeah. I think it was a bit too long Whereas this one is probably a little bit shorter than that, and mm-hmm. that's probably why maybe it, why it feels a lot shorter than that. Even though there's like two or three tracks that are about ten minutes long, yeah. almost. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, pretty good. But yeah, again, so that's in in mine, and then so that one is the the sixth one of, of my list. The other four that we not mentioned, um, again, no, no particular order. <laughs> uh, if you listen to episode two point five, you've heard our, our review, Jamie uh, Graham MC got Freddie Gibbs and Madlib Bandana, got uh, Denzel Curry Zoo, and Charlie XCX Charlie. Those are my, so that is my full top 10. Um, I think there's one of them that you've got. Um, there's definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the the Jeremy, we, you know, I mean, we talked about it fully last episode, didn't we? so we don't really need to go into too much, but, you know, been waiting what four five years. five years for a new Jamie album and it's just exactly what I wanted from a Jamie album was like I said like, it's, it's his godfather yeah yeah. It's literally his, his, his wise godfather and, and I, I don't think there's anybody you know just in general not even just just in the UK that's that that is exactly like like Jamie because he just makes music for himself basically um, you know does all the, the all the, all the beats on the album are great, the lyrics are funny and kind of weird in some places. Yeah. Uh, I just you know it's got a sense of humour, and yeah, it was. Just... In some in some cases, funny, he didn't always take himself so serious. 
We'll clip that. We'll yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's, it's almost like it's like this, the Skepta album this year. I liked it. I I didn't mind it. But but that's what I wanted from Skepta, though. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Kanichiwa was re- really, really good. Obviously, that's probably his best album. Mm-hmm. But this album was like, I just wanted this album where it's pretty consistent all the way through. Yeah. It's got decent, decent sort of grind beats. It's got sort of good sort of direction in each song. It just, it just wasn't um, as good as a lot of other albums that I've listened to. Yeah. That, that's the, yeah. that's how I looked at it. It's what I wanted from Skepta. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I might be in the minority here, but I don't rate Skepta very well. So Kanichiwa was such a massive surprise for me. I know he's now renowned that that is his best album, but so that's when I look at um, what was it even called? Whatever, whatever this album's called, um, ignorance is bliss. I think that is it. Yeah, I've been so ignorant there. <laughs> And you've took me. You put me into a bliss state. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that's just kind of what I really wanted from from him. And yeah, that's kind of how it is, really. I suppose. And but Jamie's is far better. I suppose they both rap very similar, but I think he's. he's I think he's a better rapper. I just feel. Like, I don't know. I feel like just in in the way that he approaches stuff. I feel like Jamie's is. He almost like sticks to basics more. Yeah. But it just works. Um, but yeah, my other ones that you've not got, uh, Denzel Carizu. It's it's not particularly long. It's only about half an hour long or something like that. But that's just back to back bangers. I just love Denzel Curry basically. <laughs> um, like his album last year, Taboo. I I really I love that album. He's one of the top albums of the year. This is different. It's it's. It's almost what like what we were saying about um, Little Sims, where the last one were more of a, a bigger concept. This again, it's still there's a story behind it. It's about more about it, where he grew up and stuff like that. But it's not in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a, a a whole concept across the album. Um, but yeah, it just I, I, to be fair, everything he's done other stuff this year, which I'll mention. We get to some songs. But pretty much everything he's done oh, this year, good. like even if the song's not been a great song, he if he's on it, it's it's it, his he kills it pretty much every time. Yeah, Denzel's a weird one for me. I don't. I've liked some of the stuff I've heard on of him, and I've always been like a feature. But he's not someone I just gravitate towards. No, I don't know why. I remember when I first really got into it was he did a song with, or maybe Joey Ballas was on one of his songs. I love Joey Palace and so I, I thought the song was really, really good but for some reason Denzel's has not been the one where I'm like oh he did this project like you know Taboo last year didn't Zoo I haven't done this year either but he's always on the list to listen to it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a bit further down I thought in the pecking order but he he can rap and there's no way I'm not going to say he can't rap and he is quite uh, he has a presence on a mic a presence on a song you know, you know, you listen to Denzel Curry when he's rapping. So, but like how you know, but like how, but like how Meek Mill is. You know, you you can tell it's Meek Mill when he's rapping. Yeah, I yeah. think Denzel's very much similar. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, again, just really solid. It's not too long, so if Half you've an hour, yeah, I might got try. a bit of spare time, give that a listen. And then last one that you've not got is uh, Charlie XCX Charlie, which again, uh, it's a it's a it's a pop album, but it's. It's a pretty experimental pop album. There's some bits where, um, I think similar to, like the the Sophie album last year, 
who Sophie produced for Charlie as well. There were some bits on that where it was, for me, maybe a bit too experimental. Okay. And I think there are some tracks on this where it's... Yeah. Uh, there's two that kind of jump out at me. Um, where you kind of get what she's going for. But it's a, it's sometimes a bit too much and it's like, does this really work? Right. Um, but the majority of the songs on it are, are all great. All the features are pretty great. There's, well, there's the Hat the Heim features not amazing. Well, I hope they are great if they're going to be a top ten. <laughs> yeah. Um... But just again, overall, Charlie Charlie CS is just a weird one for me. I don't know. I think maybe because I've just looked at it as always like a super pop person. Yeah. I was never yeah. even thinking about it. Didn't say that. I mean, I listened to an Ariana Grande album because she's got a cool shop. She's got great vocals, and it's just kind of interesting to see what she does with albums. I but. think to be fair, all of all of her massive songs, like I don't know what I I don't care one that she mm. she wrote it for someone else something like that. All all of, all of bigger hits have been pretty middle not middle of the road but you know straight pop songs yeah whereas a lot of the stuff here is is more experimental a bit weird and just a pop song i think i think sometimes like for me i always put my guard up for any sort of pop stuff anyway mm-hmm. i always try to be something different but you know at the end of the day they serve a purpose and sometimes if they're really good then you kind of really have to really check mm-hmm. out i suppose and as well i know that you're not a you're not a colored vinyl fan but <laughs> Probably the, the prettiest vinyl that I've got this year. It's a nice kind of translucent lilac-y type colour. Very nice. Very pretty. Yeah. Don't really like that. No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm because I've now, side note, I've now um, pre-ordered the 1917 soundtrack. <laughs> but it's a, it's a green vinyl. It's a, like a translucent green vinyl. I'm like, oh. I'll get you some black paint or something like that. It should be fine. Great, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then there's there's one left. That well, I'm I think we'll keep that at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think we'll <laughs> for for obvious reasons. Um, so so suppose with your what are you number number five, five now, is it now? So I'll go straight up there. So number five is a uh, Dave psychodrama, and well, what can we say about this album? This is pretty much what I wanted from Dave. Um, I had the honor of seeing him live. Last year, like we said before, with um, uh, with with, with slow ties supporting, and the kid just can just kid can just rap, and he's 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 been able to rap for a long time. He's so different to everyone else who's come comes out from from down south, where he can craft a really clever sort of um pop sort of tune, but at the same time he can also um. He can also really uh, go in on 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 a song and 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 you know make a lot of sort of make a really really good sort of rap song where uh, you know he makes you really really think. I think he's always got, I think all of Dave's sort of songs have always got a bit of a message and there's always a, a method behind the uh, the lyrics that he used. I think this album, I think because I, I like how it's a bit dark. There's a there's a really good song. I completely forgot the top of my head now. The song about. The woman that can get what's it called? <laughs> I don't know where it's gone now. It's like someone's name, isn't it? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. It's very similar to a song, other song to that by Joe Budden called Three Sides to a Story." It's a very similar sort of, almost a real life sort of situation that could happen. Uh, I think it's just a really just shows his, his storytelling, uh, sorry, storytelling sort of chops, and that's what I like about 
when people think about hip hop, they always think about the sort of usual sort of stereotypical sort of things. But when you actually have someone who is crafting a story, much like how Little Sims and um, Slow Tie and Jamie, even a couple a couple of those tracks on the new album as well, when they start crafting these sort of songs that have got like a really storytelling nature, it, that shows you the beauty of 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 hip hop and of of rap. You know, it's just it can you can really really think and you can vividly see it like it's a movie scene. And uh, I think that's that's the, that's that's sort of you know, the sort of benefit from that. I think there's a really really good album. I think it's a really solid album. I mean, yeah, what... I don't. I I maybe I do need to go back and listen to it because I haven't listened to it for quite a few months. Um, after listening to it a few times when it when it did first come out because that were earlier in the year again, wasn't it? Yeah, back in April. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, it just didn't like click for me. I like it and 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 I can appreciate the lyrics and stuff like that, but. I don't know, and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but there's just some there's some about that. Just I just like how he the way he raps, it's almost a straight to the point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that that's pretty much what his flow is? But then you know he can craft all these really good like little sort of story segments in it, or a, a really sort of popular sort of football reference in somewhere. I think he's just very very clever that way. And you got you know obviously he's very astute in terms of he sees what's kind of going on in the bigger picture. Much like a Storms he does as well, and again, Little Sims and Slow Type done, and Jamie to a point. So I think that's the reason why I really like it because it's very much how I want a hip hop album to be. I think it's just at the time. I mean, obviously, to me, it is it is the best UK hip hop album. But I think at the time, I was like, this is like, this is like a new thing for hip hop in the UK now. This is like a the bar is being risen. This is like how I felt when you you first listened Boy in the Corner. You know, by Dizzy Rascal. That that's how I felt with this album because I think it's it's gonna change a lot more. Change some of the maybe the way the down well, all the down south rappers do. Maybe they change the way they approach songs as well. And I'm not sure. Obviously, drills a new thing now, isn't it? So it's it's still kind of popping drill. So he did a drill song recently, which was a really good song. So I don't know, but that's that's number five. Number four is another one of my boys. Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel hiding places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, Billy Woods, I've become a fan of past ten years. Well, well, I won't say ten years actually, but past like five or six years. Again, a rapper very similar to Ace of Rock, where he's got very picturesque rhymes, and you know they're very well crafted. There's a reason behind each line that he does, and again, I think we've said the message so many times in this in this podcast itself but there's some great messages within this uh, as well and um i like i like a good message yeah i think i think we i think we like messages maybe yeah um it might be a thing but i think with him teaming up with uh, kenny siegel usually you know he, he has his own in-house producers uh, at blackwood studios but uh kenny siegel's brought something a little bit different i think it made billy woods this billy woods album more approachable it's probably the most approachable record he's done. Mm-hmm. Not to say that none of the albums are not approachable. It's just I think it's more palatable maybe in terms of anything else. And that's mainly because of the he's, he doesn't like step it down lyrically. He's still very much pointing in terms of what he's always always been. But I think beat wise, it kind of all kind of meshes meshes out. It gets another rapper and producer, and when they mesh, it always works out really really well. Did you listen to? Because did did. Billy Woods have another album later yeah, te- on in the year. Uh, later on in the year, he released Terror Management, which yeah. is, I think is still a really good album. It didn't get the pop that it maybe maybe he wanted to kind of capitalise on, yeah. but I think it was still a really, really good album. Uh, it's probably um, 
better than most other hip-hop albums that came out but i think in, when you compare it to hiding places the hiding place was just was just way too way too out there in terms of like quality um than that than that one unfortunately but i don't, I don't know whether it's because it's kenny siegel or it's because it's it's a bit more minimalistic into the terror management but i still i i still happily get that on vinyl eventually when i when i want to pay you know customs charge <laughs> <laughs> as well as getting hiding places in vinyl but um yeah so that was number four so number three is nick cave and the bad seeds uh ghosting i don't i don't know really what to say about nick cave it's just Nick Cave is Nick Cave. Nick Cave is Nick Cave, really. Yeah. There's nothing more you can say. The, the man can still craft unbelievable sort of atmospheric songs. Is, you know, And it's still kind of... It's not like he's selling out or anything like that or he's trying to make a quick book. Like These are deeply passionate, deeply passionate album. You know, and it's a great concept with it, within, the, within it all as well. And I think if anyone is... I don't know if anyone wants to try and listen to a, a, a Nick Cave album. This is like a really good. I think the last the last few albums. I mean, the last album before is probably harder because it was very very dark. Yeah. I mean, stupidly dark. Yeah. This one's a little bit more lighter to the touch. I thought probably a lot more lighter to the touch. It's almost like a really good um, uh, polar opposite to. I can't remember what it's called. I what happened last year. What was the one uh, year before? I'm I'm my brain's not working. Is it when they did the film and? Kind of, yeah. Well, I went to see him live a few years ago, so I can't remember what that tour was called now. Something, anyway. Um, anyway, it's, it's like a really good sort of... You can listen to that album, then then listen to this album. It probably will sort of work out, I think, because you kind of have that sort of, uh, you know... Um, oh, Skeleton Tree. That's what it was called. Right. How could I forget Skeleton? I've even got that on a shirt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. On the shirt. Um, no, I think Ghosting's really, really good. I don't want to go too much in it. I think you really got to listen to it and sit down with it. And uh, I think I've not sit down with it enough, but after like a few listens to it, I thought this is this is phenomenal. It's yeah. just, it's just yeah. what I want from a Nick Cave album. Although I wouldn't mind the whole being more energetic and being quite you know fast, but yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and then number two. Um, is Sharon Van Etten, Remind Me Tomorrow. I think Sharon is the same in the same ballpark with like Lana and FK Twigs maybe to a point as well. There's just a cadence and how she uses her, you know, uses her vocals to really, really like be emotive with every every word that she's penned down to for that song. And you can really feel that, you know, any sort of pain, you can really feel it through anything that she's trying to, she's almost overemphasizing or stressing. You can really, really tell that. And that's what I think is so good about it. I think she's just, I think if I remember the last album was, was, was still good, but was, wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't anything like Tramp where I just love Tramp more than anything else. This is just exactly what I wanted from, from her. This is what I was expecting. And there's just some really good. This you know, comeback kid and seventeen are really, really good, uh, strong singles. Mm -hmm. But then she goes, you know, different, different way. I think in in Saturn number nine, I think it's called. Like you know, she, she just a lot of different sort of things at the same time, doing very, very comfortable things as well. So I think she's, she really has like, shown her diversity in this album. And again, it's like, it's one of those things where like, she's it's really palatable for a wider, wider audience who may have never heard of it before. They hear that single 17 or even come back kid. 
they can still get to this album and go, ah, oh, this is actually a lot different, but it's actually still on that same sort of level anyway. I think that's what, I think that's what makes her so great. And I was really good at getting to see her live last year. Mm-hmm. Massively good. Um, but yeah, that's something that um, we... Uh, I definitely want to see her live when I get a chance. Yeah, And you love it that much that you got us banned in Canada because of this album. This is the album that got us banned. This is the album that started the war. Yep, and that's how much you love it. Yeah. So, so that's the... thanks, Sharon. Cheers, Sharon. If we if we die tomorrow, we know who to call from the grave. <laughs> and so, yeah, now we get to the the number one on my list. I'd say this is the, the, the Peter Spice show number one. I'd say. I think it has to be, really. Yeah, if we're ordering them. It's in my top ten, and it is your album of the year. Um, uh, so that is so we, do we actually tell people not to we, we'll just keep saying it. it's, it's, it's number we'll one we'll just keep alluding to it we saw we saw this 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 guy live in Man- October as well yeah right? in Manchester yeah very good Pat gig no merch drum roll oh. if the mic picks that up probably not um, this is Freddie Gibbs and Madlib with the album Bandana the follow up to the album Pinata. Which was when? When were Pinata? <laughs> Years ago. 2015, I think, yeah. or 14. No, 2014. And I've got every single version of the album possible. I have the CD, I have the vinyl, I have the cassette, I have the vinyl of the instrumentals, and I also have the cassette. No, the cassette of the instrumentals, I think, as well. Do you have a CD of the instrumentals then? I don't think I got that. I don't, I'm, I probably do actually. I don't think I know where it is though. Um, I know, I know where those are. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and they literally um, must be a week, a week ago. They announced the instrumentals for this album. I've already pre-ordered that on vinyl. Yeah. So. Um, well, if it comes in, it's then it's coloured. It's like a blue. Uh, one. I don't care. You let them off. I yeah. let them off. It's, it's a great album. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Um, Freddie Gibbs has been pretty much. It was. It, I suppose if you go, if you go back to Pinata, this is when. He started becoming the thing that everyone wanted to everyone wanted to listen to. Pinata was a really good album because no one thought Madlib being this, you know, producer from Stone's Throw, not really on there anymore, but this underground producer has been doing things for absolutely forever, and samples everything possible, and he's got such a, a way of making beats that who would have thought this guy would then be hooking up with Gibbs, who's been slinging his cocaine bars for it forever <laughs> but 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 as we've as we've come to know even on this album even on pinata gibbs can rap on anything he's literally it's a rapping machine mm-hmm. he can he can craft a great song he's got really really good lyrics it's not always about you know talking about the yayo and all that sort of stuff it's not always about that but he's got some deep cuts you know that he talks a bit about personally i think just before well just after that album came out maybe a few months after that that's when Shit hit the fan. He was in tour over in Europe. He was falsely accused of, I think it was rape or something like that. Locked up for, I think it was like a year or so in a in a in a in a European prison. Bear in mind he's American, so not particularly the greatest thing in the world. And I I was so good because I like you know I remember them talking about the follow-up to Pinata back then, and I think, oh, I couldn't wait to see what happened. Then that happened, I was like, oh, 
couldn't believe it. And I felt so sorry for him. Then when he comes out, he drops a really good EP. I think you only live die twice, and he's just been killing it. He's 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 obviously you know a, a time for reflection. You know, I know that Madlib has, has helped him a lot during that sort of process as well, and you can tell. You know, that I think, I think I think a couple of those songs are probably what I think he wrote while I was in prison, mm -hmm. or yeah. or have been like I've been pretty much done before he went he went to prison. And I think every, from from the beginning of that from this album to the end of this album, he's just amazing. I don't know what else I can really say about it. He's, he's a pure hip hop album. Where again you've got another a, a rapper and a producer coming together, actually coming together, not just like someone's just sent some beats and and now see what you can do with that. They've worked meticulously on this album, and you can tell because a lot of love and care has come with it. And obviously, when you've got people like Killer Mike and Pusha T on 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 a feature as well, um, I can't remember, well, I can't remember all the other features either, but like those those are ones that really stick out. You just you know, it's just it just shows it's it's about, it's about time that people knew what Freddie Gibbs is about, and this is what it is. He can rap on anything. He's got tracks that he's talking about. You know, obviously breaking up with his girlfriend because I think his son. I think he cheated on his son's uh, mother. <laughs> um, I think that's what I think situation is about. Yeah. Right. Um, and he just kind of regret it in a way, but you know, if you ever, if you ever, if you ever like let's look at some of the, uh, the interviews he's done, especially the Joe Budden one, um, he does talk a little bit like that how he kind of regrets and the way he kind of has treated sort of maybe past girlfriends and stuff like that. And he's 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 getting he's he's becoming more mature, but at the same time he's got the most jovial, funny sort of side of him where you can you can tell that in some of the the videos that he does for his songs. You know, um, you can tell sometimes some of the lyrics as well. You know, he, he he's he's having fun with it. And I think you know this is this is the stepping stone to where Gibbs is going to be. You know, the person up there, hopefully, with the likes of Jay, Nas. He's up there. Like, he can he can he can he can be really up there. And I think I remember someone like I remember Madlib said, "Oh, well, like, I feel like he's like the new version of, of Tupac." Maybe because maybe because his work ethic, obviously they don't sound the similar, or they're not, not exactly the similar in terms of the, the song structures and stuff and what they're talking about. But I think maybe in the work ethic and how yeah. how he's quite consistent. I think I think it's like for for him blowing up because I think for people who who listen to a lot of hip hop, you know, you know who he is. Yeah. But I think outside of that, it is, you know, for as much, uh, kind of respect and, you know admiration that he gets within that community he's not as well known outside of that is he yeah. and and for for how good he is it's yeah he's the caliber of rapper yeah, he is yeah, yeah. but that's 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 the fight you 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 have when you're when you're someone like myself who's listened to so much and you see all these eyes that are so so talented like and they're dropping amazing albums but and like if you're not kendrick lamar or j cole because they've established themselves in, in different ventures. Obviously, Kendrick through Dre, J. Cole through Jay-Z. Like, you can understand why maybe... Because I, I would go on record that Freddie could probably outwrap at least J... Well, at least J. Cole, I think. Cole, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kendrick on, like, pure form, I don't know. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, I think he could easily outwrap it. But again, it's not about that competition when it, when it comes to that. It's about 
it's it's about um, the, the the authority and also you being able to be sort of marketed in a way to get there. I think because Gibbs has done has done done his own thing, which I think is great. Because this album's got so much publicity now, that this could be the stepping stone where the next one they do, which apparently they're working on as well, which is going to be called. I can't remember what it's going to be called now. Not not called Scarface. It's going to be called something along those lines. <laughs> um, I think that's that's the album that's going to be like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're already working on it now, and he, and he's been a rich form in every freestyle he's done recently. And if if not if you're not even realised, just go go check out the LA Leakers freestyle where he's rapping with his son on his on his lap, and he's just going in. <laughs> Going in for like three or four minutes straight, and it's just amazing. It's just how we can do that and keep keep concentration when they're holding his son. It's just it's just it's just amazing. I think he's so so talented, and and he's so, and he's so humble and, and great and gracious. For, even though obviously he knows he's the, he knows he's the, one of the best rappers alive. He, he knows that, and he will say that. But he also he's quite like humble. The fact that how people, yeah, he was out of the gig really, wasn't he? When he was like, you know, he, he couldn't believe, you know. He's he's here now, just like, you know, rapping in Manchester, like you know, where like, a couple of years ago he was in a prison. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he he's definitely understands his position, and how grateful he is to be in that position. Yeah, and you don't you don't get the sense that that whilst, like you say, he's he's he, I don't think he downplay how good he is, but then you don't you don't get a sense of you know like entitlement to yeah. like because when we went it were. It, it's it's not a massive venue, is it? No. There's a few hundred people there. there. There were no sense of like, this is, I'm I'm above this yeah. this level, which, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, great album. I think best album, the one album, ever. Yeah, the Peter Spice show number one seal of approval. So then, so right, so that's so that's our top tens, each. So then we've 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 curated. Uh, and accumulated into a top ten of of, but not in order really. No, no real order. Just just the top ten ones. I don't know if you can read my scrollings. Well, I'll try. I'll tell you. I'll leave it to you. Actually, yeah, I've got no fucking clue like, what any of that says. <laughs> okay, so obviously got Freddie Gibbs. Um, then we've got Laudore, Little Sims, Slow Tie, Tire the Crater, FK Twigs. Aesop and Tobacco, Lizzo, Jamie, and rounding out is Sharon Bennett. The top ten. They're the top ten the Peter Spy Show albums of of twenty nineteen. So if you need when you when you you know, years to come when you try when you're thinking twenty nineteen, what were the top ten albums that oh, year? Daddy, what happened in twenty nineteen? Refer back to that list. Go well, the Peter Spy Show yeah. gave you these yeah. these these ten albums. Certified. Certified. We'll have to get like a stamp with that logo on and just randomly be stamp. We should go to like a record store <laughs> and just stamp. We'll just do it on the CDs because I don't want to you know, ruin the vinyls or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty much it in terms of the of the top top albums. Are there any albums you want to shout out very quickly? Oh, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I was not mentioned. I suppose Big Crit, Crit is here. Play on Crit was here when that first mixtape came out, mm, and that's mm. kind of got him to fame. Crit is a rapper who also produces, and he's always just consistently good. Never, have, I don't think I've ever had a bad Crit album. 
I just felt this this album probably wasn't top ten material. I mean, like, if I did a top fifty, it'd probably be my top. 20. Yeah, I think compared to as well, was it was it last year or the year before that he did year he, before? Yeah, compared to, compared to well, that last, one. Last year was awesome. Yeah, um, um, but I mean, yeah, you not that you know what you're gonna get, but you you you're in safe hands, aren't you? Yeah, like, Crit's always gonna deliver yeah. no matter what. I've, I've never got any problem problem with uh, Crit. Next is because I got, got Lizzo and Jamie, which obviously we've mentioned and talked about before. Uh, got mannequin pussy, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. really cool. Sort of, I think again, it's like that post punk sound. You you give me that, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm pretty much pretty got me under around, around my little finger. And uh, next is Rhapsody's Eve. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth a shout out. Of that. Yeah. Um. Not only because she this again, this is an album what's now capital capital well, capital catapulted. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> catapulted her uh, um into the limelight. And rightfully so, she's been working tire tirelessly with the Jamala um records, and uh, finally she's getting a sort of shine with Eve. And I think I think Eve is a really 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 good album. I just don't think it's top ten material in my in my opinion. I think there's some some tracks that just don't really. I think maybe it might be a case. I don't. I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm I've listened for ages though, but it might be a case where there's a couple of tracks that just don't sit right. Um and. I think even comparing it to a last one from, uh, the letters, Petitas of Wisdom. Uh, is that what it was? I don't, when when did that even? I can't even remember if that was that was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? That she had the album. Seventeen. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, anyway, because that that was <laughs> again, kind of like the crit one. I think I think it was the same year as the crit, whatever year it was. Given that that was so good, yeah. Um, it's still it's still a great album this year, but. But it's weird because like people are saying that this album is the her best album. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I just don't believe. Yeah. I think the last album was yeah, the best yeah, album. I think I. Not that this album is a bad album at all, but um, I like the concept as well that every song is a is a strong female. Um, I think African American uh, actor mm-hmm. actresses or whatever, um, or, or some sort of someone in the actual publicity sort of eye. Uh, next is Little Brother. Which is a weird sort of segue because Rhapsody, who usually deals with a lot with um, Ninth Wonder, Ninth Wonder's a lot of the beats. Little Brother, when they came around, uh, they pretty much made Ninth Wonder, Ninth Wonder, really. Um, their first two albums were produced by Ninth Wonder, pretty much two of the best sort of cult classic con- uh, hip hop albums ever, especially the first one, The Listening. So, Chakai cut long story short, they'd be obviously been on and off. Uh, it continues now just the two rappers, which is uh, Fonte and Rapper Big Poo. Yep, that is his name, Rapper Big Poo. Um, and this is the first album when I read an interview, the first album when you could tell as well, where Fonte and said that it's the first time I really got to actually got to know um I'm going to call him Rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Rapper Big Poo every single time. Uh, rapper actually well and actually spent time with him a lot more than, than maybe back in the day where it was a bit more like trying to get stuff out. And and it's a shame that there was no Ninth Wonder sort of track, but um, I don't know, really know what their, what their, their um, relationship stands at this present time, but still a really good album, really good comeback. It's one of my favourite comebacks uh, of, of this well of the year basically of them really really delivering a, a really solid album it just 
just didn't. I think I said if I was doing a top fifty, probably that'd probably be in my top twenty as well. To be honest, that's that's not one I've listened to actually. So that's it's it's, it's worth it. Only if, the thing is for me because I obviously I've I've followed got, like, for the, a long history, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would I would listen to like the first at least the first two albums mm-hmm. and then then you could probably jump into that one because they, they they do go back to. I suppose the third album, Get Back, when he's got Little Wayne on it, and that was a really weird way of doing it. And that's when they broke away from Knife Wonder. That still, I think, is a good album. It's just not as good as the other two, especially the first one. But this is like more return to form. Fonte's been doing stuff for ages. If you not know about Fonte, if you ever heard of Foreign Exchange, he's a singer. Oh, okay, right. So, um, and uh, yeah, I remember, in fact, on a side note, with uh, uh, Drake saying that he's like the first singing rapper or whatever it was oh yeah of course Fonte obviously he probably Fonte was, probably was the worst for, well the worst the first one doing it so he, he felt a way about that I don't know man I, don't know. I think I blew Drake fuck Drake fuck Drake <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Canadian so we have to you know actually yeah that's a good point <laughs> I don't really yeah. never mind his war song which no, we'll talk about one day I'm across my mind um his bloody drill song anyway uh, moving on next one is Snow Allegra's uh, Those Feelings mm-hmm. great I, I, I've I've kind of known about it for like a few years well a few years about a year or so um, well I suppose it is a few years now we're in 2020 isn't it? so um, she's just a really really great like uh, R&B singer yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got really good again like vocals is just something that I, I, I kind of I feel like I've got a good ear for and I feel like if you've got a certain sort of way of how you utilise them I kind of will automatically gravitate towards that so I think all the songs are really really solid again that would be my top 20 if I was doing a top 20 but um, we're not so there we are um, so yeah that's that's a really good album to listen to if you like any sort of like R&B or even R&B poppy sort of songs they're really really well crafted and Really, really easy to kind of get into as well. Um, then right enough, right enough. Actually, there's another one I actually want to put. Kano. Hoodies all summer. Okay, so you're letting it on, despite that that one track. That's where, why I'm putting it the stablet yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put it on on honorable mention. Listeners of episode two, was it? I don't know. I think. I mean. Well, I might have a bit of a diatribe about. Oh, yeah, about sucking mum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I am gonna put it on there mm-hmm. only because I've always been a big Kano fan, and it is a really, really good album up to that last track. Okay. So you can skip the last track. You can literally skip the last okay. track. Okay. Because I think in the in the track before the banger anyway, classic. Yeah. So if you yeah, so basically make a playlist of all the songs, just except the last song. Oh, when classic classic Deja finishes, that's it. You don't need yeah. to send anything else. That's fine. That's fine. Because uh, yeah, it is a, it's a, it is a good album, much like his album before, which was t-shirt in the manor wasn't it that was a really really good album um so i really like that and then what's gonna round off then is boniver's made in the manor not oh because the single t-shirt weather, the single. T-shirt weather in the yeah well, yeah yeah um yeah. you know what i mean yeah just for the, just for the listeners at home oh to correct me yeah <laughs> hashtag you're wrong you must you must have minded me on kin tobacco <laughs> so that's, that's true yeah. <laughs> uh king tobaccos uh Boniver's I I is it I I, is that how you say it? Two I I I don't know. Is it like is you know like Roman numerals? Oh I I. Yeah, but it's not. Two. It's, but it's under. It's, it's lowercase, sir. Sometimes it can be if you're doing like uh, it's it could be both. 
I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it II Captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just a Bon Iver album, isn't it? <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. He's he's just always consistently good. So yep. I I don't really know if you like Bon Iver, you're going to like this album. Yeah. If you don't, then probably stay away from it. Yeah. Again, because you guys weird vocal performances, I kind of all gravitate towards it. It just. I just didn't think it was as good as the other ten albums that I've mentioned, or even or even other albums I've mentioned. In fact, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was because I because I, I, I remember thinking about because he was performing in first directory and he, as he can, oh, don't want to get tickets. And that, I don't really think he's a big sort of yeah yeah. To me, like that, his music should only be in like a basement venue. <laughs> yeah, because it's just it's it's an intimate thing. It's not like yeah. you know it's like the issue. If you I, sat half a mile back, is it right with James Blake when he was bloody performing with Kendrick? Well, Kendrick, well, Kendrick, well, Kendrick well, I them. It's like, yeah, we're in a massive venue. Yeah, you were there, yeah. we, even though we didn't even know each, we really knew each other at that point, but you were also there. Mm-hmm. It's like it just didn't really resonate, did it? So, yeah. So that's uh, that's my H M S, H and M's. So yeah, all of them. Give them a listen. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tweeters, tweeters, hashtaggers. Instagrammers, YouTube comment, what are your albums of 20, 2019? Yeah. What so have we missed? Dom. <laughs> Dom, Matt. Helena, if you're listening. Uh, Laura, if you're listening. <laughs> Mayor, apparently, if, if you're listening. Mayor, if you want to actually, you know, help us, please just comment us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the plea you're going to have there. Anyone who... Anyone though, just uh, we want to we want to know, have a discussion, maybe a bit more thorough, maybe on. Uh, we don't want to keep like you know droning on about what you know how we like these albums because they're meant to be listened to. You can describe only only so much, but these album these albums are what resonate with us, and this is kind of the reason why. You may like them, you may not like them, but you know, try them out. Yeah, definitely. Um. So and I mean. You know, we'll 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 keep we'll keep this briefer. I think to be fair, a lot of these are from albums that I've already talked about as well. Um, yeah, but... I, don't, I don't think I don't think we'll go into depth for these. The reason why I like these songs, yeah, I think yeah. we'll just go that like, these are the songs that we we read we really liked and vibed with um, for probably various reasons throughout the year, uh, and so we've chosen ten songs each. Yeah, so um, I'll just any... I'll just give you my ten. All right. So. Um, Again, this is not no well. It's alphabetical order. Yeah, not not alphabetical order by artist. Don't read too much into this. None is my non. I'm not in order at all. That's not a top ten. Um, Charlie XCX featuring Christian the Queens from the album. Uh, track is called Gone. It's a great song. Uh, great feature. Work very well together. Uh, Dorian Electra from the album that I mentioned. Yeah. The song is called Career Boy. Also a very good song. Uh, an album that didn't quite make it into my list, but I still like. Uh, James Blake featuring Rosalia, Barefoot in the Park. That is a f- it's just a fucking great song. Yeah, it's a good song. I yeah. thought you were going to go for the other song for a second, which I almost put on my list. What, the Andre 3000 Three stacks on, yeah. Yeah. Um, Little Sims. I-, I put 101FM on, which I don't think was a single, but I just really like that song. I can't remember how that even goes. Check it out. Okay, uh, Lizzo, Juice. I think out of all the albums, song song from that album, it's you know, yeah, the, it's probably the 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 biggest banger. I think it's just yeah. a lot of songs. That's a good song, right? Um, Michael Kiwanuka, Hero, from the album. It's not. It's not like uh, a hero song like Nickelback did. 
Rookie Railway. No, that, that's similar to that, Chris. What's the hero? What was it? How's it go again? Which one? The I mean, I, w- I, mean I was thinking Enrique on, on one then for a second. You could be my hero, baby, but it's not that. What's isn't it called Hero or something? Maybe I'm not as into Nickelback as you are. Well, no, because it was it was. I mean, I've seen them live, but I mean, <laughs> but it was like a Spider-Man Two soundtrack or something. We'll have to get back on that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have a review of the Spider-Man Two soundtrack in the next episode. Um. Then gone the the poppiest one actually, Normani. Singles called Motivation. It's it's like a bit of a kind of naughty pop throwback and just like catchy as fuck and it's just sick. Um, we've now gone Utterbuckie Beaver. The song is called, I think, Sil Vu Plow. That's how we're spelling it. It is on the playlist. Silver Play. Is it Silver Play? Yeah. Is that how you spell Silver Play? I think so, yeah. I never, did, I never did French. So. I, mean, I got a C in French, but that was like a long time ago. There we go. It might be C Vu Play, but... Quote well, Chris, that's, that's definitely Vu Play, so... Quote Chris's French yeah, C, GCSE. Um, yeah, punk track. It's, again, great. Um, then gone, combination of two of my favourite albums, Slow Tie and Denzel Curry. The track is Psycho. <laughs> I knew you'd have what I knew a that fucking was... song just great they just they go so well together do you know what I think I found the beat for that originally, the original beat mm-hmm. somewhere it wasn't like some, some some random producer like I found I don't know how I found it but and then lastly uh, Tyler Earthquake <laughs> Earthquake Earthquake yeah probably I mean men, men sing off the album and it's just Really so great. yours have got a lot more like you know, pop to it. Not, not, not I mean that in a bad way. I'm saying like you know more happy happiness tone to it. Oh god! Wait, <laughs> maybe this is it. This is the yin and the yang. Mine balance yours out. Nah, to be fair, mine is not that bad. To be I mean, you can listen. First, to, I mean, the first song. <laughs> listen to Chris's ten, and then listen to my ten to sort of cheer up. I guess. I'll just call, I'll just shuffle them both and see what happens. <laughs> Go for a mixture of emotions, a yeah, cage yeah, of emotions. Yeah. Uh, first one is Landore's, and this is the full title, I think. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Ellipses, but I have it. Almost as long as the as the track, track is. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much exactly what that song is all about. And mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's just a beautiful song. I think it's so well, so well made. You know, it, it's... Although you you may see if you ever saw like the running time for it, you're like, oh, that's a long song. But then you actually you even realize that you go past it, and it's just yeah, it's just a lot a lot more layers to it. I think more you more you listen to it. The next one is another producer and rapper combo combo. True and living. This is a single called mm-hmm. by Blue and X Blue and Exile. Yeah. Blue and Exile is whenever they 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 hook up. They just drop some gems, and this that this that track is just a boom bap, Cali sort of track, and I just sometimes I just want that. And, and Blue just on form, Exiles on form with his beats, yeah, exactly what I wanted. Um, again, another producer and uh, rapper combo, but the number one from the number one album, the album twenty nineteen, the album defined twenty nineteen. Yep, Pam Olive. Featuring Pusha T and Killer Mike. Pusha T's probably 
his best guess first in the entire year. Yeah. Not that he did that many, but but it almost rivals I think even even Freddie's in even Freddie's verse in this one. But wow, I never thought I'd see Push and, and Fred on a track together because I thought Fred holds like Push at high esteem, and Killer Mike kills the hook. You know, I I got mixed fears with Killer Mike sometimes these days, but I'm, I won't go into that. Mm. I probably wait till when the Jules Four comes out this year, if it ever does. Um, but no, awesome track, brilliant sample. It's just as what Madeline does, you just find something and you can loop it, put something else behind it, and it just works for whatever reason. It's not for everyone that that sort of beat. I love it. It's very similar to the Thugging beat, which is my favorite beat. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the uh, on the on Pinata, so. Uh, it's just a very similar sort of thing, and the fact that you're Pusha T rapping on it as well as Killer Mike on the on the, on the hook, then it's cool. Um, next is Sharon Vanetten's um, Seventeen, the big hit single. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really good tune, like a really you know just obviously talking about when she was seventeen, hence it's called Seventeen, and seeing someone that's very similar to her when she was her age, and you're probably gonna be like me all that sort of stuff. I think it's just a really really good song. Well, um, then next is Idols. Mercedes Max, Max, Maxis, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always, I always look at that word and go, is that how you say it? Okay, yeah, that's just a just a really cool Idol single. I don't know what, I was hoping there would be more than that that single, but apart from the live album, obviously. Yeah, that's, yeah. Was that even on the live album, that track? That track? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. But yeah, they're pretty it. low-key here, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so it's Parquet Courts, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just a typical post-punk tra- track. If you know what Idols are like, that that's, that's what they are really really cool song I think it's a really really good song and it just came out of nowhere I think in May I think it was and I've been listening to that, to that since since then uh, next I think the theme of my songs are pretty much a producer and a rapper uh, Billy Woods and Kenny Siegels uh, I think it's called a day in a week in a month in a year or it might not be the month part of it it might be just a day in a week in a year uh, featuring uh, Mother Mother May, I think it says. I mean, this, I mean the, the problem is, <laughs> I got really bad writing, so even I can't yeah, decipher yeah. what I put. Um, it's it's probably one of the most unique tracks on the album. Um, obviously, you can tell what the concept is by the track title, and um, I think Mother May or Mother Ma, whatever her name is, she's got a really nice sort of like simple, uh, spa sort of you know hook, um, and yeah, it's just. Billy was just saying how we know how how life is how life can be like that, you know. Um, and it's just so kind of kind of fast paced and also quite monotonous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, next, <laughs> another rapper and, and uh, producer combo, uh, Ace at Rock and Malibu Ken, Acid King. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the lyrical flexibility of Aesop on a really weird. <laughs> I think Acid King is pretty much what, it's, what it means. When you think a beat, that's the Acid King beat. Um, yeah, it's just him just flexing his, his, his sort of, you know, lyrical muscles throughout the entire thing. And the more I listen to that song, the more I don't understand it. But I still keep trying to understand it more often. Um, then you've got FKA Twigs, Cellophane. I think, as I mentioned probably like earlier, I think it's a really, really beautiful song. But obviously a breakup. But it's just really, really nice. It's pretty much it's it's the album to the T. So you almost didn't even have to listen to the album. You could listen to that track and you pretty much would get it. But it's definitely worth 
delving back into the album and listen yeah, to the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. It's just a really, really a song that I expected from FK Twigs, and she delivered it really, really well. When that, but I'm so I'm so glad when that came out. And then slow tie, so another slow tie track here, but it's the opener. Nothing great about Britain because I think that's pretty much what we discussed earlier. Is exactly what it's in that track, and then you just get the fragments from all from that track and throughout the rest of the album. It's just, like if you boil it down and, and concentrated it. Into yeah, it literally is. Even minutes. though that is the title of the album, yeah. like he is, he has done that on that first on the opener, and you get all the political sort of things in whole in all of his unique way, all the different layers, and then. Once that track finishes on the album, then you get all the little, the strays, the stray sort of branches that are on there, and it just kind of follows through there. I think it's just a great opening and a great and a really really good song as well. Yeah. That's it. That's my ten songs. That's our twenty songs. Twenty songs all together. Check the playlists. Um, yeah, Spotify, Apple. Yeah, links links in the description. Links will be in the description. So check them out. Um, but yeah, twenty nineteen. I think overall. I think it was a solid year. A solid year. I don't know if it... What I say is... I mean, the thing is, I'm not listening as much as I, I would usually do. And what, what I usually do, for listeners that don't really know me, I would usually do like a top 50. Mm-hmm. But because we do a podcast now, I'm not going to do top 50 anymore because I think it'd be impossible for me to actually do it and then talk about it um, as well. So um, I've kind of gone away from the top 50 sort of side of things. I usually try and listen to over 150 albums. I think I managed 180 this year yeah. last year should I say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the year before I managed 224 so <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not quite I'm not quite those numbers but uh, yeah just this is why this is why you'll get very very popular players because I, I listen to so much yeah, yeah so yeah. many different sort of things if I hear a song I think oh that should be on there then I will do um, but again I think it's why I can't go into detail all the time with every song because my brain's so mashed from all everything else that's, that's probably the reason why but yeah I would be here for four hours rather than yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, we just probably just speaking nonsense about <laughs> um which we do anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, what we, we you don't really do that sort of that sort of extent as I do. Yeah, I mean I've I've probably listened to more this year than I have you know, the the years just you just gone. Um probably a, again a, a wider range of stuff as well. Um but yeah, similarly we even even like a top 20-ish you know some of it I feel like you're just putting there to make up the numbers almost and to begin with I just I didn't even have 10 like top top albums um so I think yeah 50 would be a 50 would be a struggle for me I think there'd be a there'd be a lot of what should be your goal we should put a goal for a lot of shit at the bottom of it how many albums are you going to listen to this year listen to Um, what's going to be your goal I mean, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I mean, I'm. I know they're gonna sit more than 150 anyway. I don't have to even try, think about that. Well, I could do. I can do 150. 150. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to this in our in, 20, in a, in a 20, year. 2020 year review. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. Jesus. Um, yeah. So that's kind of our little review. We were gonna think about doing what's the sort of notable points of twenty nineteen. Yeah, but I can't even think what we we haven't come that prepared, unfortunately. But probably and... something we could, if there's like no news a week, we could probably just you know, especially this month, we could probably do something. Go, well, this we've, we've this happened. Yeah, yeah, this happened. Yeah, happened. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we kind of wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously, I think we're we're gonna talk about as well albums that we 
missed that we missed that we need to listen to again um, but I think what should that be is that if anyone's listened to this and they're like you need to listen to this album yeah then tell us yeah because I, 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 we, we've got like a quiet month right now and I'm, and I'm still slowly going through trawling through should I say the back catalogue that I've got to kind of get through on, on Apple Music but if anyone has really really digged an album and I want to kind of suggest it to us please do so I'd rather give it a shot than, than not because it could be something I could end up really really liking so that's to you, the four or five people that end up listening to this, to this podcast mm-hmm. after about eight hours long. Um, yeah, any other final thoughts? Uh, no, so as I mean, said it before, but you know, follow us on. We've got Twitter, Instagram that we're going to be mainly using. We have Facebook, but who uses Facebook really? Um, how, however, you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whichever, give us a follow. Yeah, in there. fact, if anyone listens to it and they prefer it on a different Platform. Yeah, if there's yeah, actually to be fair, if there's any that we that we're not on that would be good, then let's know. It, if for whatever reason is better than yeah, the other yeah, ones. Yeah, and we can we can try sort some out. We've only gone for the mainstream ones because it makes more sense in yeah. a way. But then hopefully back next week with your regular scheduled programming really. I probably twenty have... uh well, twenty ten to twenty nineteen decade review coming February probably. Sometime soon, next month, hopefully we'll get try to get some sorted there. Because I've got to really think about that. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, other than that, wraps it up for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much that's everything, really. So, uh, peace out. And see you next time.